1: Hey, it's Markay from The Markay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Markay Show. Yeah, the first hour of the Mark K. Show starts now.
1: There's so much going on today. I know, I know it's whatever you want Wednesday, and I know you're like, no, no, shut up, radio boy. This is my turn to talk. I sent an open mic message. I'm fixing to call in. I know that we promised you you get the entire two hours today that we don't prepare anything at all on Wednesdays. But this, I made. We this is an important day. There's a lot. First of all, Trump... Impeachment 2.0 is happening as we speak in the House of Representatives. Uh, we were monitoring it, but somebody changed it to Rachel Ray, so I'm going to change that back quickly. Uh, that's what's going on right now. This will be the day. Rest assured, Donald Trump will make history today by becoming the second, the first president to be impeached twice on bogus charges by uh, reprehensible uh, Congress. And we'll we'll get to all that here. <laughs> we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Uh, also, this is. They're the Democrats are seeing this entire thing backfire. Right. I mean, it's blowing up in their faces and everything that they've been throwing out there for the past, what, four years, everything they've been telling their constituents to do every negative thing they've said about Donald Trump, every abhorrent act that they have not condemned and in fact many of them have actually uh, have actually have, have bolstered and, and approved of and applauded is coming back to bite them in the behind and we've got actual live examples of that here in just a minute. Uh, also, first though, this message I have to read you. This is something that we've been waiting to hear about um, for a long, long time. CNN is done in airports. CNN done in the airport i haven't flown in a while since coronavirus but the one thing that i hated most about flying uh commercial flights is first of all now you have to pay for liquor which i don't understand and second of all when you're sitting in the airport you're stuck watching cnn you the cnn in the airport network piped into every tv at every gate every restaurant it seemed all you could get was cnn's lies bogus reporting fake news it was horrible it made, me not want, it made me want to take the bus. That, and we all know how bad the bus is. But uh, we got this memorandum from CNN president so far, maybe not for long, Jeff Zucker, who wrote today. This was yesterday. So January 12th, today, we are announcing that the CNN Airport Network will end operations as of March 31st. The steep decline in airport traffic because of COVID-19 coupled with all the new ways that people are consuming content on their personal devices has lessened the need for the CNN airport network. Having to say goodbye to such a beloved brand is not easy. It's easy for me. I want to thank our friends and colleagues who have contributed to its success and to celebrate the fact that for 30 years, The CNN airport network has kept millions of domestic travelers informed. It also became an iconic part of the traveling experience in this country. I am sure most of us have a story to tell about which airport we were at when we first learned of a major news event. (laughs) Come on, dude. Now you're just like heaping it on way too thick. Be proud that we had a hand in sharing some incredible stories with many millions of people over the past Three decades. So here's what's here's the you got to read between the lines. And we talked about this just yesterday. And if I had time, I would have had uh, I would have had Josh go back and pull the clip and put it through the Wayback machine the way Rush Limbaugh does so we could prove that we were right. Uh, but this goes back to what we, we've been saying pretty much ever since Twitter threw the president off of their platform ever since Twitter said Donald Trump, you're done. And Facebook followed suit and Instagram and and and, and Pinterest for I just still don't understand that uh, and we said that with Donald Trump out of the picture, there is no more content. There is no more content. Nobody, nobody cares about Joe Biden the way they cared about Donald Trump on either side in either party. There is no one single newsmaker that can sustain the kind of 24 hour hate fest that MSNBC and ABC or at a, and a CNN and all these other news organizations were were pumping out there. For so many years, they just can't contain it. And when you look at what's going on, he says the steep decline in airport traffic because of COVID-19, coupled with the way people get their media, they're now watching on their phones. No one's looking at the big screen. They're all looking at the little screen. And there's no worry about people seeing what Donald Trump's uh, saying or doing on the little screen because he's been banned from every social media network. CNN is becoming obsolete in airports and then it's going to become obsolete pretty much everywhere else because they don't have the draw anymore. The reason for watching is gone. This is this is good news. First of all, it should it, this will maybe get people flying again. <laughs> I'll tell you, people may be like, "Hey, you know what? I know there's still COVID, but hey, I'll go to the airport if I don't have to be forced to watch that CNN crap anymore. Sign me up. Call me. Call me an airline. I'm, let's go fly somewhere." uh 8557651045 is our number in addition to that um they say there's a couple of stories here that are really kind of interesting a couple of people saying that the republican party is splintering which is true and we have proof of that but at the same time there are republicans who are i guess you know when the what happens when the when the party splinters there are people there to pick up the pieces and build anew and luckily one of those people is Matt Gates. Matt Gates made a a speech on the floor of the House of Representatives about this impeachment. I this should be and it won't be because the public school system is run by Democrats, but this should be mandatory viewing in classrooms. When you want to explain what's going on, why did the, when your kids come home and say, "Mama, daddy, why or daddy, daddy, mama, mama, I'm not, you know, I know there's different kinds of family" Uh, you know, units, whatever. When they come home and say parents, uh, why is the president of the United States getting impeached again? I thought he was already impeached. Don't say a word to them. Don't say anything to them. Grab your phone. Find this video of Matt Gates's speech. It's on his Instagram. We'll play it here in just a minute and just play it. It's about three minutes long and play it for them. And they will have a, a clear and concise comprehension of what is happening in the House of Representatives today with these second articles of impeachment against the president. I, I mean, I'm tempted to play the entire thing. We may clip it up, like cut it up and just play little bits and pieces. But it sums up not just what's happening today, but what's built up to it. And it most importantly outlines all the hypocrisy. All the hypocrisy between the Democrats in Congress and the Republicans in Congress, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It is in in three minutes. It's really one of the best, I would say, uh, you know, historical accounts of the Trump administration culminating with this, the second impeachment. So we'll get a bunch of it to you, because this guy, again, you want to talk everyone. What did everyone always say? You know what everyone always said? They said, Donald Trump. I love his ideas. I love how he thinks. I love how he puts America first. I hate how he talks. I hate how mean he is. Why can't he just be more presidential? Why can't he look and act like a politician? Why does he have to be so mean to people? Can't he get up there and give a speech without being a blowhard and self-aggrandizing? This is what we've heard for years. I'll tell you what. Matt Gates is the Donald Trump that all of those people were asking for. Matt Gates is the guy. With the same ideas, the same passion, the same drive, the same ability to get out there and fight in the face of all kinds of animosity and all kinds of anger and all kinds of baseless threats. He's the guy that has the exact same political philosophy of putting America first, keeping America first, making America great again. But he's got all of the polish that everybody said Donald Trump was lacking. So. I'm just saying, if you're not closely monitoring Matt Gates as a potential superstar and in the American political system, then uh, don't worry, because we are. Just keep listening. 855-765-1045. Also, some interesting news about COVID-19. And I wrote some, jo- you know, we did some jokes a while ago and people seem to I've, I've been I've been uh, I've been practicing for my backup career because here's the thing. I don't know what's going to happen with the Twitter and the Facebook. I know you guys are all, you love streaming the show, and we love that you love streaming the show. You know, there's a bunch of people on YouTube right now who are watching. There's a bunch of people on Facebook who love to watch the show every day. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to do that. I mean, they could pull the plug on us, as we say, at any time. I don't even know with the rate. Who knows? One day the boss will come in and say, hey, we got sold out to uh, to another company and we're flipping the talk format to, I don't know, um, d- Spanish uh, d- sport deportes or something. And I could be out of a job. So I'm preparing for my secondary career and I've decided it's going to be stand up uh, stand up comedian. Thinning. So I want to test. I have some new jokes I want to test out on you uh, before we get to your phone calls. 855-765-1045. So much to do. Oh, yes. Of course, we're monitoring the impeachment hearings. We'll bring you the latest on that. We got some open mic messages coming up. It's going to be a really exciting. It's already an exciting day. I'm, I'm vibrating over it. The other Josh is already making fun of me because. I just can't contain my energy. Stay tuned. More of The Marque Show coming up next. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work?
2: Either way, watch The Marquee Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk.
3: Okay. Party, I'm an American citizen. Did you forget about me?
1: Probably. <laughs> Probably. They don't care about American citizens unless, of course, uh, they've been uh, unless, of course, they've been elected to um, Congress and they have these uh, by their names. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I know we have a ton of people on the line uh, that want to talk, and I know that we're going to get into some serious stuff, and I know that they have the uh, debate going on about the articles of impeachment right now. But I wanted to start out with some jokes because i feel you know what let's like let's lighten the mood a little bit before we get really really heavy so we're gonna start off with some jokes and i was a little upset to find out that i didn't have a rim shot in the system which i thought was kind of weird i I felt like that was unprofessional of all the people in the world you would think would have a rim shot at the their beck and call you think it would be me
3: what's a rim shot
1: what's a rim shot oh that's a rim shot okay yeah uh all right so we're going to uh we're gonna do our best without uh well i mean i have one there but i don't know are you ready? Here are some jokes that I think kind of will lighten the mood going into today. Let me know what you think. If you think they're funny, you can laugh. If you don't think they're funny, just look at me weird. Okay? Okay. Are you, are you, are, I was looking at you weird. <laughs> well, I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, what kind of ships do social media CEOs sail on? What? Censorships. Censorships. <laughs> No, you don't have to say it. I have it. Oh, Here if I it. think it's funny, that's usually the noise I make. So. No, don't do that. Just because we have a computer. To, <laughs> that's all computerized. Uh, you've been replaced by a robot. What's the difference between Twitter and China? What? One is an oppressive regime that suppresses basic freedoms and silences those who oppose its strict tyrannical mandates. And the other is China. I predicted the end, but that was still really funny. Okay, good. Uh, after Twitter canceled the president's account, their stock price fell faster than Hillary Tr- Clinton trying to get out of a van. after twitter canceled the president's account their stock price fell like joe biden trying to get off the toilet that's kind of mean after twitter canceled the president's account their stock price dropped like a tab of acid at a grateful dead concert (laughs) you don't know who the grateful dead are do you um a music group that's fine uh twitter kicked donald trump off of its platform because 100 employees wrote a letter asking him to do so I wish I worked there. I've sent my boss a hundred emails asking for a raise. All I got was a restraining order. <laughs> that one was good. That was a good one? That was a good one. Well, because you know that's true. Uh, why does Speaker Pelosi have such a big gavel? Why? She likes to get hammered. <laughs> oh, that, that one? Was the, that was the good one. Yeah. What does Nancy Pelosi use to cover up the smell of liquor on her breath? Ice cream. Impeachments. <laughs> that's good too. Where does Nancy Pelosi get her shoes fixed? The cobbler? Just say where. Where? You don't have to it's not question and answer, it's jokes. Okay. Just say okay, let's try again. Where does Nancy Pelosi get her shoes fixed? Where? Uh, Where? (laughs) (laughs) Where Where does Nancy Pelosi get her shoes fixed? Where? At the Impeach Cobbler. It would have been funny if you guys didn't... Anyway, here we go. Uh, why was Nancy Pelosi excited to hear that AOC won re-election? Why? She likes having a full-time bartender in the Congress.
2: <laughs> I like the alcoholic like, oh, Okay, oh, we got more of those.
1: Nancy Pelosi walked into a bar. The next day, there was a sign on the door that read, Closed for restocking. You don't get that one. I didn't get that one. Because she drank every. You have to explain it. I'm so sorry. I'm going to scratch that one off. That, <laughs>
3: that one didn't fly. That one
1: didn't work. Uh, what did the owner do when he saw Nancy Pelosi walk into his bar? What? Retire early. <laughs> did you did you get that one, too? No. No, no. okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why does Nancy Pelosi drink so much alcohol? Why? Because if she drank water, she would melt. That one was good. Okay, well maybe around let's see. How do you know if a Democrat is thinking about impeaching the president? How? They're awake That one is good How do you know if a Republican is thinking of impeaching the president How their name tag says Liz Cheney. <laughs> no, that one was really good.. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, how did Nancy Pelosi safely leave the Capitol last Wednesday? How? Like every other day, she just got on her broom and flew away. <laughs> there you go. All right, well. These are kind of mean. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, well, yeah, but they're, okay. But they're funny. Anyway, there you go. That's, uh, next time we're going to have Josh come in here and do Well, it was
3: silent. Him. It was supposed to be for both of us, and he's just sitting there.
1: Cobbler. <laughs> I, I saw that one coming <laughs> a mile away. Thanks. 855-765-1045. All right. Uh, we're going to get to your phone calls here in just a minute. Oh, also, we have Matt Gates's speech about impeachment, which, again, I think everybody, it should be required listening for uh, everybody who has ears and lives in the United States of America. That's all on the way. Stay tuned. It's whatever you want Wednesday on The Marque Show.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out, no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark Kay Show. This is the Mark Chase Show. You know, I'd like to know if all those people up in Washington have done anything in the past four years besides trying to get Trump out of office. Have they done anything? Have they done their jobs? I'd like a list of five items that they've actually done.
1: I mean, I, mean, I, could, I don't think I could even answer that, and I, I pay pretty close attention. They impeached Donald Trump once. They're trying to do it again, so that's two of the, of the five. But as far as concrete pieces of legislation that actually enact programs and laws that help the United States of America and the people that put them there, no, I can't – nothing comes to mind. Uh, Right off the top of my head. All right. So yesterday, the president of the United States spoke down in Alamo, Texas. He was talking about the wall. He was standing in front of the wall. And he had he had this to say, which I think was this was one of the first comments he made publicly about freedom of speech, about the Twitter ban, about the 25th Amendment and about impeachment. Listen to this.
0: Before we begin, I'd like to say that free speech is under assault like never before. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me. But we'll come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration as the expression goes. Be careful what you wish for. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain far greater than most people will ever understand which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time.
1: Yeah, all 100 percent factual information. The 25th Amendment, not a concern for him because Vice President Mike Pence would have to be on board with that. And we've already we've already heard from him. He said no. And in fact, yesterday, the vice president sent a letter to the Speaker of the House to Nancy Pelosi and and he used her own words against her when telling her to take the 25th am- Amendment and shove it where the sun don't shine. She wrote, just, uh, He wrote to her just a few months ago, when you introduced legislation to create a 25th Amendment commission, you said, quote, a president's fitness for office must be determined by science and facts. You said that we must be very respectful of not making a judgment on the basis of a comment, or behavior that we don't like but based on a medical decision and and as she said it on cam- on uh, camera which is great because um, we have it he's right that's exactly what she said
3: again this isn't about uh, any judgment anybody has about somebody's behavior this is about a diagnosis uh, a professional medical diagnosis.
1: Oh yeah, so uh, you, we can't just use the twenty-fifth amendment because we don't like Donald Trump's speech, or because we don't like the fact that he's popular, or we don't like the fact that a bunch of his rep- uh, of his supporters uh, got way over the line and stormed the Capitol building because they were angry at something they believe we may have done. We no, it's got to be just a med- It's got to be a medical condition. There has to be a medical diagnosis. However, there was no such diagnosis when she went to the vice president. So the vice president wrote back, "Madam." Speaker, you were right. Also, he uh, said, please reconsider pushing forward actions uh, that I believe would further divide and inflame the passions of the moment, meaning this ridiculous, bogus, totally unnecessary, and impractical impeachment. That they are going through with right now, as a matter of fact, because they're voting on uh, on ordering the resolution as we speak. So the the vice president says no. uh, Also, you shouldn't impeach. And Nancy Pelosi says, well, we're going to you know, if only Nancy Pelosi listened to herself when she talked. Does anyone listen to this woman when she speaks? Maybe it's just we can't we can't understand her because she slurs her words. Uh, so much eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. All right, let's kick off some whatever you want Wednesday with Susie in Middleburg. Good morning, Susie. How are you? My heart is heavy lately,
3: Mark. Um,
1: How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm good. My belly's a little heavy, but that's just because you know <laughs> I haven't started my my 2020 uh, diet and uh, exercise program yet. Uh, what What else is on your mind today, Susie? It's Trump Day. Yeah, look at them, Thank you.
4: Always, this is the sweetest. Always
1: great to hear from you. Uh, star Star one zero four five from your cell phone, or you can dial eight five five seven six five one zero four five. That's your that's the number if you want to if you uh, if you want to give us a buzz, James in New York State. How you doing, James? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? Oh, doing really well. what do you want to say, sir? Well, dude, this this whole impeachment thing is all
4: smoke and mirrors. The Democrats, all of them, are running scared because now. Trump mentioned Insurrection Act, and if I'm not mistaken, there are troops in Washington, D.C., which would indicate that he may have actually signed this Insurrection Act. Now, I also was wondering, the other day there was a, a something going on where um, people in Congress were be actually I saw, I happened to turn it on, the sergeant at arms resigned for some reason, but Nancy Pelosi was nowhere to be found. She wasn't in the room. Uh, there was some other room, lady that was uh, swearing in other members of Congress for some reason, but it wasn't Nancy Pelosi. It was some other woman. Now, I caught a news blurb from a, some, I think it was an Italian station or something. They said that Nancy Pelosi's office was uh, raided by federal marshals and that several boxes of information was taken from her office that, it was around nine o'clock in the morning when this happened, and she was already drunk, and they had to restrain her because she was pitching such a fit.
1: All right, hang on with well, that. Well, that's a lot. I've I've heard all of that. I've heard all of that, and there's a lot to it. There's a lot not to it. Um, and a lot of it. You know, first of all, as far as the Insurrection Act goes, I've I've heard this rumor as well for a couple days now. Um, I don't. You know, the troops are there to protect the Capitol building. You can see there's photos and videos of them all over Twitter. They're actually laying like they couldn't even get these guys. Mattresses or cots or anything, but they're just laying in the hallways of Congress, uh, ready to protect it for the inauguration and of course for the impeachment vote today. If the Insurrection Act is uh, tricky, the Insurrection Act is tricky because if Donald Trump had actually signed it and authorized the use of troops as a law enforcement agency, well, he would just be enforcing the law against the people who charged the Capitol last week, which were his supporters. So I don't know that that's something you know i don't i don't think that's that's a slippery slope i don't think he wants to get into militarizing or or you know um turning the military into a police force to go against his own supporters as far as the stuff taken from her office you know i know that there was a computer laptop supposedly taken by one of the protesters i know that law enforcement came in and as an evidentiary you know measure started taking things out but i don't know i don't know i i know that she was absent a lot this week from the dais and a lot of that is because I think she just feels she's too important for the piddly stuff. You know, she'll be there for the impeachment votes. She'll be there to hear some of the arguments when she knows that the cameras are on. She'll be there. But there's a lot of just, you know, just bookkeeping. There's a lot of like you mentioned, swearing people in. There's a lot of formality kind of congressional business that has to be attended to. So because she's better than all that. And let's say she's 80 years old. She probably can't stand that long anyway. She hands it off to somebody else and they do the dirty work. But yeah, look, I've heard I've heard all that and maybe you know, I don't know what's real, what's not real. I don't know what's true or what's not true. When the whole thing was going on, I was at my couch on the I was on my couch in my uh, in my home office on the, on the south side. So I I don't have the um, the same info that other people may or may not. But thanks so much for the call. We really, uh, we really appreciate it. 1045 Tangela in Texas. How are you doing, Tangela? Hi, Mark. I'm good. Oh, good. What do you uh, want to say today? Yes, sir.
3: Uh, yesterday you mentioned about the voting from two years from now. The yeah. Senate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious. what what uh, the Democrats can go ahead and rig that too to where they can still stay in office, right?
1: Well, great question. That's a great question. That's a great question. Let me answer that. Let me take a quick break and come back because that kind of leads into this thing that I wanted to talk about with these Republicans that are crossing the aisle and voting to impeach the president today. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Markay Show on the way. Stay tuned. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the
2: WOKV app and he'll play it on the show or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.
1: Breaking news, breaking news, Airbnb, Airbnb just said they are canceling all reservations to D.C. for the week of the inauguration. If you made an Airbnb reservation for the inauguration, it is canceled. And I'll be honest with you, I, and they're going to, of course, charge you no fees or anything, I had a reservation for the inauguration in D.C. because I had planned on attending I went to the last inauguration with Jeremy Ratliff uh, from our new way. We, we had a great time. We partied down. We went to Capitol Hill. He got winded because he didn't realize it was actually a hill. And he was uh, he was, off in a, he was he's like, oh, all of a sudden, he goes, I feel like we're going up an incline. I go, it's a hill. He goes, oh, I go, it's Capitol Hill. He goes, I didn't realize it was. A, anyway, the Long story. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we were there at the last one. I was like, it was great. There were riots. There were people cheering and singing. I was so excited about it. But then what happened? The election. And so I canceled my Airbnb reservation because I didn't I don't want to go see. I don't want to go see Joe. But ba- first of all, no, there's only like 12 tickets. Second of all, it'd be boring. Uh, so I canceled my reservation. I had to pay, pay like a $50 cancellation fee. I should have just kept it because Airbnb would have canceled it at no cost. So whatever. Anyway, That's really sad. If you had an Airbnb reservation, you got to make you got to make other plans. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. We just got a call from a woman, uh, Tangela in Texas. And she said, look, yesterday you were talking about how we need to take back the Senate, take back the House of Representatives. And you uh, you know, you mentioned how Rick Scott's in charge of all that. And her concern was her concern was uh, how do we do that? If the if there's if there's not, you know, a lot of faith in the election, what if there is some hanky panky going on at the polling places? How do we make sure that that doesn't happen um, the next time around? And here's the here's the beauty of it. Here's the benefit. The the whole thing started when these objections to the electoral votes from Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan came up when Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley said, we are going to go in there next week and we're going to object because we don't think that they're constitutional. When that happened last week, it was just in a couple. Of places, a couple of places that unfortunately have a large say in who wins the presidential election. So the electoral votes, instead of going to Donald Trump, went to Joe Biden. The Senate, the House of Representatives, totally different animal. Totally different animal. The Senate races are run on the state level, state by state. And it doesn't matter what happens in in Michigan or Wisconsin or Nevada or or you know Georgia, the Florida elects its senators. Florida elects those people and sends them to Congress. Florida elects the representatives. In Texas, same thing. Everyone can accuse Ted Cruz of this and accuse Ted Cruz of that and say Ted Cruz needs to be removed. But Ted Cruz very likely will be will be reelected. I guess his term's up in four years. Um, When his term is up or he'll be in some other high profile government position, depending on who's the president next time around, or he'll be president. For all we know, he ran before he'll most likely try to run again because Texas chooses those representatives. And that's why you see so much animosity. That's why you have someone like Matt Gates, who represents, uh, you know, South Florida going up against AOC, who represents the Bronx. And they're very different lifestyles, very different people, very different needs. For example, in South Florida, they appreciate and value the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. In the Bronx, where AOC is, they want to use it as a as a as a as a bar napkin, you know. And that's the big difference. That's why there is an opportunity for us to win back the House of Representatives. Look, in this last go round, every single Republican Congressperson that was up for reelection won. And we added about 14 more, cut right into that massive, massive majority that they had uh, in the Democratic Party in the House. So that was all because of the state level elections. Senators, we were supposed to lose way more senators than we lost. And we're right, even Stephen, with just the one uh, t- with, the, with just the one tie breaking vote that's held by the vice president of the United States. They were looking at maybe a bloodbath in the Senate. But we came out on top. In a lot of those races that people thought were doomed because of the polling information, because of the money, the demo. Look at Lindsey Graham. What did his uh, what that guy that ran against him? Sixty million dollars, or three hundred million dollars, or some kind of record-breaking amount of money was raised to oust Lindsey Graham from his Senate seat, and he won by a mile. It wasn't even a contest. Lindsey Graham skated, skated to victory despite the Democrats doing their best to get rid of him. Now it was because of Donald Trump, and you know, fat load of good that did the president. <laughs> he probably, you know, it wouldn't have made a difference if Lindsey Graham lost. The president wouldn't be any worse off than he is now. So that's kind of where you are. It look, it's definitely doable. When you look at the states that are up for grabs, when you look at the congressional districts that are up for grabs, it's one. It's 1,000 percent likely if the Republicans do what they're supposed to do. If Rick Scott gets off his duff and starts fighting, if the, the congressional leadership gets off their butts and starts doing what they need to do, then it is very likely. Now, the big problem isn't necessarily getting more Republicans in office, in my humble opinion. It's getting rid of the Republicans who are just a travesty. To the cause. It's getting rid of the Republicans who are siding right now as we speak with the Democrats on impeachment. Like Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, who is the representative, I think, one of the only ones from Wyoming. She also happens to chair a leadership position. She's the Republican conference chairwoman in the House of Representatives, and she is coming out in favor of impeachment, says she will vote for impeachment. There's five of them. They're all from crazy liberal places where if they don't take this side, they know they're going to lose. Illinois, they're from uh, New York. There's all these Republicans that are siding with the Democrats because politically they have to. But Liz Cheney, she just went up and said, look, this is reprehensible. We, she's basically as the chairman of the Republican caucus or the uh, conference in the, in the House of Representatives. She openly stepped up to cross the line. And now people are calling for her ouster. Uh, Representative Rosendale said you need to quit your leadership post over your impeachment stand. When Representative Cheney came out for impeachment today, she failed to consult with the conference. Uh, She failed to abide by the spirit of the rules of the Republican conference, and she ignored the preferences of Republican voters. Because I don't care what Liz Cheney and the rest of these people think. They answer to the voters, and the voters overwhelmingly chose to support the president, not get rid of him. It's going to be, that's going to be the challenge. 855 765 Quick break. We'll be right back.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you
1: hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show.
2: This is the Mark K Show.
1: 855 765 is the number. 855 765 uh, that's our number, and we have we have so many people online that want to comment. Let's get to... I don't know. Where do we go next? Uh, let's go to Frank in Orlando. Hi, Frank. How are you? Thanks for calling the Markay Show. I'm doing fine. Listen, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I spoke to Jay Sekulow yesterday.
4: You spoke, Nancy Pelosi is you spoke, spoke to, to Jay Sekulow. Sekulow yesterday. Yeah, I spoke to him on the phone yesterday. I asked him about the Twenty Fifth Amendment, yeah, you know, and how this and Nancy Pelosi says, well, it's all medical science and everything like that. It isn't. The Twenty Fifth Amendment says the president has to be either unfit or incapacitated to be kicked
1: out of office. Correct. And Nancy Pelosi, has got this whole scientific thing is wrong. Well, what she was trying to do at the time was create a commission. Um, and this was something that th- th- it was a big setup for Joe Biden. I mean, Donald Trump said it best yesterday. He said the 25th Amendment is not going to be a problem for me. But watch out, Joe Biden. Watch out, Joe Biden administration, because they're coming for you. And that's why she wanted to get the medical angle out there. She wanted to make sure that um, that was part of the that was part of the whole process. But you're right. It could just be all you need is the vice president. What is it like half the cabinet or more than half the cabinet or something to agree and then you can use the 25th Amendment to remove the president of the United States. The problem with that and the problem with what Nancy Pelosi doesn't realize or maybe she I mean, she does. She knows it was never going to happen. Um, but what they do is they just politicize everything. The president and the vice president are of the same party. And and, and then and the vice president is not going to to use the 25th Amendment to remove a president of his own party. If they want the president out, they've got to do it with impeachment like they tried to do before. And they'll fail at it just like I mean, they'll impeach him, but they won't be able to remove him from office. He's leaving office in exactly seven days and one hour or pardon me, 50 minutes in seven days and 50 minutes. Donald Trump will be out of office. There's no way they can get these articles of impeachment voted on and sent to the Senate and the Senate's not even coming back till the 19th anyway and Mitch McConnell's not going to bring him to a vote well actually he may now because apparently according to these according to all these sources Mitch McConnell is is all he's gung ho on impeachment now Mitch McConnell wants to purge the party of Donald Trump because he believes Donald Trump's a blemish on the Republican Party and will continue to bring it down and the problem that The problem that I guess Republicans don't realize and Mitch McConnell, you have to remember, this guy is 78 years old and he just got reelected for six more years, which means it's his last term. Mitch McConnell, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about Donald Trump. He doesn't care about Nancy Pelosi. He doesn't care about anything at all. He won his last race ever. He's not going to run again when he's 84. He'll retire if he's still even if he makes it that long. I mean, if I were him, I'd probably have a heart attack. But if Mitch McConnell's still here when he's 84 years old, then he will not be running for reelection in Kentucky. If there's just no I mean, he'd be a 100. He'd be a 100 when his term expired. Not that that hasn't happened in the past, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's already planned on retiring at the end of this term, which is why he's taking these stances, which is why he's welcoming in the Biden. I mean, he doesn't want his last six years to be tumultuous. He doesn't want to be he doesn't want his last six years to be a constant battle. And that's a big problem. That's a big problem. That's why what we need is new leadership in Congress, in the Senate, in the Republican Party that is ready to do battle. Not physical, before you guys start ripping me off a social media network saying Mark Kay's out there inciting a revolution. No, I'm saying battle as in political battle. Battling like Matt Gates does. Matt Gates from Florida. Again, this guy, I'm gonna start playing you this speech. This guy gave a speech to the House of Representatives yesterday which was And I've heard a lot of speeches in the House of Representatives, one of the best speeches probably ever in history for, A, summing up what the Democrats and the Congress have been trying to do to the president for the last four years, and reiterating what they're trying to do now with his impeachment. Listen to this.
0: Let me hit play. Everybody in this country knows that they wanted to impeach President Trump on his first day in office. It looks like they're going to want to impeach him on his last day, too. But all he did in the middle was rescue our economy, rebuild our military, reform the VA, and reduce America's involvement in foreign wars. Now, I joined the bipartisan caucus condemning the violence that we saw at our Capitol, but the hypocrisy is just downright disorienting. President Trump called for protests that would be peaceful and patriotic. He got labeled a national security threat. Yet the gentlelady from California can call on her supporters to get physical and in the faces of Republicans, and she gets the chairmanship of the Financial Services Committee. He's, of course, talking about
1: Maxine Waters. You remember this, Maxine Waters, way back when Donald Trump first got uh, elected? She told everybody to physically get in the face of and agitate anyone in the cabinet. Listen to this.
2: anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station...
3: And you push back on them. And you tell them they not welcome
1: anymore, anywhere. You tell them that you get back up in their face. You push back on them. I mean, to me, that sounds like physical violence. And she says, you tell them they're not welcome anymore. And there was a lady yesterday in D.C. who did just that, only instead of using Maxine Waters' suggestion against Republicans in the Trump cabinet, she used them against Democrats in the Senate. Chuck Schumer was about to speak. On the street in front of, I don't know, somewhere. And this lady, she got right up in his face as close as she could to him, and she did exactly what Maxine Waters said to do to the Trump uh, cabinet. She let him have it.
3: You break the socialist condition out, but you can't take it. And remember this Adolf Hitler was a socialist, and that's exactly who you followed. You're nothing but a coward. See, you hide underneath your desk. I actually got sexually excited over it. That's how much I loathe you. That's how much I'm glad what they do. And like Nancy Pelosi said, people do what they do. After all, she doesn't care about monuments and neither do I. And where the First Amendment doesn't say that you have to protest peacefully and politely, as long as there's outrage and unrest in our hearts,
1: there's going to be unrest in these streets. I, I mean, that could have been taken. That could have been taken from any Democrat Congressperson or talking head on TV or you know, or I don't know, expert from Harvard University. That is that is somebody yelling at Chuck Schumer the same way Maxine Waters was yelling at her constituents to treat the Republicans just three four years ago. I mean, it is it is a complete. It is a complete turnaround, and it is such hypocrisy. And Matt Gates is out there uh, pointing it out to everybody.
0: Chris utilized a process contemplated in the Constitution to offer an objection. Hang on, let me start that again, because this is important. Republican members of Congress utilized a process contemplated in the Constitution to offer an objection. And we were labeled seditionists. Democrat members of Congress raised funds for groups attacking our police, burning our cities, destroying our businesses, establishing autonomous zones. And they were celebrated as justice warriors. Yeah,
1: and look, and this is something that people need to realize. This is something when you see these two instances back-to-back, and when someone outlines the differences of, of the, the, the optics and perception back-to-back, the way Matt Gates is doing expertly. Expertly, you really get to understand how ridiculous the people that run Washington, D.C. are and how ridiculous the Democrats have been acting for four years and how ridiculous their outrage is now. And if there's anything more ridiculous than the first impeachment of Donald Trump, it's the second impeachment of Donald Trump. And Matt Gates ended his speech with something that I mean, if this should be. I mean, this could be a presidential campaign slogan, and it would get him at least, I would say, I mean, clearly, 85 million votes. Uh, we'll play that for you right after this quick break. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Marques Show next. It's
2: whatever you want Wednesday. Give Mark a call and talk about, well, whatever you want. 855-765-1045. This is the Marques Show on 104.5 WOKV.
1: k 765 1045 is our number Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. 1045 and man what a crazy whatever you want wins we got a lot of people on the phone we're monitoring what's going on 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 Capitol Hill they're doing the I mean they're going through they're going through impeachment right now um, there's a whole process before there's a whole process after it but it looks like probably uh, by the end of the day they'll be ready to go like I said we'll keep you abreast of the situation in Washington and if they do actually if they actually do any work any real work, we'll let you know about that, too, which brings us back to Matt Gates. And before we get back to the phones, I just want to play you this last little. This was his summary, and he had to ask for 30 extra seconds because he had so much he wanted to say. But here's what he here's how he ended his uh, his speech yesterday on the um, on the, house, the floor of the Congress. It was great. This is a
0: deeply unpopular impeachment. The public wishes we were here dealing with coronavirus, not the virus of Trump hatred that you seem to have found no vaccine for. I yield back.
1: Gentleman yields back. The gentleman from Ohio reserves. Here comes the applause. Yeah, And then they they hammer that uh, quiet. Listen, what he said right there sums it up perfectly. It's a deeply, it's a deeply unpopular impeachment. It's a deeply unpopular process. Nobody, nobody wants Donald Trump impeached now. What they want is their stimulus check. What they want is a vaccine. If you ask anyone you know, What's the most important thing on your mind right now? Well, I want a vaccine. I want this coronavirus to go away. I want money. I got to keep my business open. Nobody cares about impeaching Donald Trump, but that except for the uh, 435 people in the Congress. They're the only ones who seem hell-bent on doing it. Imagine how much greater this country would be if they put as, as much effort into stuff that you actually elected them to do it's uncanny it's insane and thank god that somebody's up there uh explaining it but but you know and the, and the problem is is also once again the news media if you turn on My wife even texted me this morning. I was watching the news. And it's not just CNN because I uh, I banned her from watching that. But, you you know, if I turn on the news and it looks bad, they say there's going to be more riots and insurrections. They say that 2000 people are going to surround the Capitol and and, and, you know, attack the lawmakers as they go in and out. They say that Joe Biden, this and that. They say that all these Republicans are flip flopping and they're going to impeach Donald Trump. You, you can't listen. You can't watch the news. The majority of people who voted for the president do not want to see him removed from office. They don't want him to resign and they don't want Congress wasting their time on this. They want to move forward. They want to look forward two years and they want to vote all these Democrats out and they want to get staunch Demo- uh, staunch Republicans with backbones into the places where they need them. Like now we learned Wyoming. And some places in New York and Illinois and wherever else there are Republicans that stabbed the president in the back. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. This is Matt in Dayton, Ohio. Matt, hey, thanks so much for calling the Markay Show. How you doing, man? Matt, you there? Yes. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Matt, how you doing, man? What's up? Doing good. Hey, I
3: just wanted to see. Have you heard anything about Nancy Pelosi um, getting arrested or about to be arrested? Is uh, there a laptop
1: not since I woke up in the morning, man? That was <laughs> that'd be a dream come true, you know. But no, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about that. Hey, thanks so much uh, for the call. We appreciate it. This is Connie in Middleburg. Hi, Connie. How are you? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Great. What's on your mind, Connie? I would like to know when
3: Kamala Harris, is she gonna, is she going to be impeached as soon as she takes office? Because she's on video actively stating that the riots needed to continue where businesses were burned, people died, cities were
1: destroyed. But that's okay. Um Yes, it is. Because the Democrats control the entire government. Uh You know, the Democrats control the House of Representatives. They control the Senate. They control the wife. Mean, she's the vice president for crying out. They're not going to impeach another de- Democrats. Democrats will never be impeached. And here's what I'll tell you why. Democrats will never be impeached because the Democrats, number one, control everything. And number two, the Republicans that go to Congress. They actually try to get stuff done. They want to go there because they're not there to mess around. They're there to fix the problems that the country has. The Democrats are there to point fingers and use whatever political power is granted to them by the Constitution to attack the president. If you ask the typical Democrat any question about, you know, the formation of government or what powers are granted to which house or, you know, how a bill becomes a law, they probably would have difficulty answering you that. But if you asked any one of them about the 25th Amendment or how to impeach a president, they could tell you the entire process from beginning to end. They could quote chapter and verse the parts of the Constitution that deal with removing presidents from office because that's all they've been taught. That's all they've been fed for the last four years. Republicans, the ones that and and here's the thing. Donald Trump left his business never having served in public office, went into a job that he knew he could only keep for eight years maximum and did it without pay, did it willingly to change this country. Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Steny Hoyer have had the same job for decades. Joe Biden has been in the Congress how long before he became vice president? For decades. Haven't done a single thing and have taken money from the American taxpayers who put them there in the first place every single year since. And they have no plans on leaving. No, they have no plans on Chuck Schumer is out of you're gonna have to drag him out of that place. He's never going to leave. That's not what public service is all about. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. Quick break. More of the Marquis Show on the way.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Marquee Show. This is The Marquee Show.
0: This is a deeply unpopular impeachment. The public wishes we were here dealing with coronavirus, not the virus. Of Trump hatred that you seem to have found no vaccine for.
1: By the way, I got a call from my dad yesterday. It's crazy. I got a call from my dad yesterday. He lives in Canada, right? He lives in uh, Windsor, Ontario. Which is, for those of you that don't know, lock, I mean, you think the lockdowns here are tough? Canada has been locked down forever. And uh, he lives in a not like a not a it's like assisted living apartment complex, but they've had them locked down too because you know old people and the coronavirus don't mix. So he hasn't left his room. They closed all the cafeterias. There's no activities. He's, he's basically for, I gosh, since March, been sitting in his one bedroom apartment, uh, watching Canadian television, which, you know, you want to talk about, you think American television's gotten bad for. And what happens is they just bring him his meals and you know, they bring him lunch and breakfast and dinner and all that. Hasn't, my sister who lives there as well hasn't been able to go see him. No visitors, nothing. Just food dropped off and gone. He calls me yesterday and tells me, he got the coronavirus. And I'm thinking to myself, what? He goes, I got the coronavirus. They just tested me. And I thought to myself, well, here's a guy who's locked down in a country, locked down in a room, basically in a prison cell, never sees anybody, never talks to anybody, never comes in contact with anybody, doesn't go out to dinner, doesn't go to the gym, you know, isn't making out with other – actually, I don't know what – maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in those places. But, uh, but you know, and he got the coronavirus. I'm like, look, like, if you if you lock yourself in a room for six months and you still manage to get the coronavirus, I don't know. And, you know, it, it just seems like it just seems like none of these precautions are all that necessary. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. He's totally asymptomatic, by the way, before you ask. Um, so I feel like I feel like he'll be fine. This is uh, Paul in Fort Pierce. Hi, Paul. Thanks so much for calling the Marquet Show. How you doing?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sorry about your dad, but I ho- hope he feels better soon. Oh no, he's um, fine.
1: Thanks for asking. Or thanks for saying that. Great, great.
3: I just wanted to touch on a couple of things uh, real quick. Uh, wh- what episode of the Twilight Zone is this? You know, is, are, are they trying to put something in the cornfield? Okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, old. I know. I, oh, um, I got the reference. Yeah. the next thing. Uh, th- this is just a ploy that everybody should know. To silence Trump and try to erase him—it's an old uh, tactic from 1917. Hmm. So we know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Uh, the, the last thing is, uh, I, I think the man has a great amount of dignity, and he's going to be—he's uh, going to—he's going to exit with dignity. And uh, but I believe that he should run for Congress or Senate in in uh, 22, and then drop it like everybody else does in 24 for the presidency. If he has to run on another party, such as the old bull moose party from Roosevelt's time. Look, Paul, there's a lot. That man was shot in the chest, and he still was a man. He he was shot in the chest in a speech, and he still
1: finished it. Yeah, no, Paul, you're absolutely, listen, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's, you know, they will try to make you think that the Trump brand is tarnished. And if you go, in fact, in fact, I think that's actually the, on the Drudge Report, it says, Trump brand turns toxic. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they've always wanted you to believe. And the fact of the matter is that's not at all accurate. There are a lot of Trumps out there. There's there's Ivanka. There's Jared Kushner. There's there's Laura Trump. There's Eric. And of course, there's Don Jr. Uh, there's a lot of Trumps. You know, Tiffany, let's not forget her. She's young, but she's she's funky. There's a lot of Trumps out there who could continue the political legacy and probably will. There's already rumors that Laura Trump will run for office in North Carolina and probably win. And there's, there's rumors about Ivanka trying to primary Marco Rubio, which, I'll be honest with you, isn't a horrible idea. But there is a lot of po- politics left to play when it comes to the Trumps. And the thing that people don't realize and the one thing that the Democrats never remember is the voters. It's the voters. They they go in there and they try to cancel Ted Cruz, for example. They try to put you know they're trying to put Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley on the no fly list. The no-fly list. The the same. They put terrorists on the no-fly list if they've been known to incite terrorism or speak negatively about the United States or or threaten American lives or if they have links to Al Qaeda or ISIS or whoever else. That's what the no-fly list is for. There are uh, there are House Repo- House Democrats right now, actual elected officials who want Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley on the no-fly list. Why? Because they, as Matt Gates put it constitutionally objected to something that they and their constituents believed. They didn't run through the streets breaking stuff. They didn't attack anybody. They looked at the Constitution and said, huh, there is there is a clause here in the Constitution that says if you disagree with these electors, if you don't think these electors should be certified for any reason, here's the process. You object. There's debate. That's all Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley did. They followed the Constitution. Think about this. This is how twisted the Democrats have become because these two senators elected by Republicans in their state sent to their state to represent the needs and the desires and the political philosophies and the moral values of the people in their states objected as the Constitution says you should and now they're being—they're—they're they're trying to chase him out of office. They're trying to get him expelled. They're trying to put them on the no-fly list. They're going after their donors and saying, "Don't give money to these people." Cut all ties with Josh Hawley, Simon and Schuster, putting the kibosh on his book deal. They're attacking them for representing, for doing exactly what they said they were going to do. And th- why do they do that? Think about this: Why are Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley so hell bent? on continuing to stand up for what they believe and what their voters believe, because they know they work for the people. They work for the people of Texas. They work for the people of Missouri. That's why. Why are all these Congress people still up there and, and and fighting this battle and saying, look, I'm not voting to impeach this president. This is ridiculous. You guys are wasting our time. Why is Mo Brooks still doing it? You know, why is, why is Lindsay Boebert still trying to carry her Glock into Congress? Because the people sent her there so that she could, and to protect the right of everyone else to do the same. The people sent them there. And it doesn't matter if AOC doesn't like you, and if this woman who's been in Congress for two and a half, three years, if she thinks you're unfit to be a congressperson, (laughs) she knows what we all think of her. It's not their say. It's the people's say, and that's what they forget. Donald Trump was elected by the people. And Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats, since that happened, have been trying to tell you that you are wrong. They've forgotten that they don't care about it. They think the people are stupid and they're smart. And it's going to continue to happen until you get them out, until you get them out. And that's what 2022 is all about. Look, Wednesday, between now and next Wednesday, here's what's going to happen. We're going to be talking about impeachment. We're going to be talking about the Republicans who stabbed the back of the president politically. We're going to be talking about what's going to happen on 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 inauguration day. We're going to be talking about the troops that are being quartered in the Capitol right now. We're going to be talking about the Insurrection Act. Donald Trump, you know, he's going to pardon people and it's going to cause. Uh, I mean, it's, the Democrats are going to lose whatever little strap shreds of their mind is left. They're going to explode on these presidential pardons that are coming out of Donald Trump's um, final few days as president. He's going to probably deal declassify some stuff and they're going to go ballistic. You're going to it's going to be an explosion of anger and animosity like you've never seen. That's what we're going to be talking about till elec- till inauguration day. And then at 12 o'clock next Wednesday, seven days and 14 minutes from right now, Joe Biden will take the oath of office. Man's going to be the president. And from that moment on, everything that we'll be talking about is how to win back the House of Representatives and the Senate in 2020. Because that will be our number one most important goal and the number one most most direct way that we can continue to save the United States, protect the Constitution, and continue to make America great again. 855 1045. Quick break. We'll wrap it up. We got a couple more phone calls here in just a minute. Whatever you want, Wednesday continues next. He's entertaining, informative,
2: and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is The Mark K. Show on 104.5 WOKD, Jacksonville's news and
1: talk. This is The Mark K. Show. My, my, uh, my name is Mark K. Thank you so much for it. I almost forgot my name. Uh, this is the Show. What's my name again? Listen, uh, a lot of people. Speaking of names, Probably. a lot of people. A lot of people have been asking. Uh, Congressman Liz Cheney from Wyoming is voting against uh, Donald Trump and voting to impeach the president. Congressman John Katko from New York. He was the first one to come forward and say, "I'm a Republican, but I'm voting to impeach the president." Congressman Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, a frequent critic of Mr. Trump, announced Tuesday in a tweet, "I will vote in favor." Of impeachment. Fred Upton of Michigan, you're starting to see a theme here. New York, Illinois, Michigan, all very blue states. Uh, He announced his support for impeachment Tuesday night. I would have preferred a bipartisan formal censure rather than a drawn out impeachment process, he said, but it is time to say enough is enough. Representative Jamie Herrera Butler of Washington said she would vote yes on impeachment. People from Washington state. You just can't trust them. You just can't trust them. Star Star nine five one. Sorry, I forgot. That was so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot you. You were from there. Uh, star Star nine five one. I'm sorry. Star Star one zero oh, four five or eight five five seven six five one zero oh, four five is our number. Look, we'll make a. Li- we talked about it the other day. It was like a couple of weeks ago. I guess. I guess was it Mitch McConnell? I think Josh walked into the studio and he goes, "So on, on let me get." The- oh, he was on vacation for like two three days and he came back and I said, "Hey, how was your vacation?" He goes, "Great." So Mitch McConnell's bad now, and I joked, I toyed with the idea of having a board, like a magnet magnet board with every single Republican, and we can move them back and forth. I still from, think you should do that. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a, We're gonna do it on the web, and that way you you'll be able to know because it's important information that you need to know when you go vote in twenty twenty two. It's important information that you need to know when you go into that polling place. You can look up the website and say, is this person good or is this person bad? And it'll just say, uh, Liz Cheney, bad. And you know not to vote for. Her. You know, you know to vote for whoever else is on the line or on the uh, on the ballot. You know, if you're if you're in if you're in Illinois, Kinsinger, good or bad. You just go to the website, Kinzinger, bad. OK, great. Thank you. That's helpful. That's good. We're going to be that's going to be our next project. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five one oh four five ten in pennsylvania how you doing ken thanks for calling the market show
3: hey mark thanks for taking my call great show thanks man hey, i appreciate uh, look, it hey uh, thank you i uh, hope your dad uh you know feels better hey uh on the Insurrection act did he sign that or didn't he sign it
1: i mean i don't know i haven't been hanging out with him uh that much lately but i you know i've heard people say he signed it i heard they, that he didn't sign it i think if he signed it you would know i mean it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense to sign it because the insurrection that they're talking about was a bunch of uh, Trump supporters supposedly storming the Capitol. So if you sign the Insurrection Act, those are the people you're protecting the Capitol for. I it doesn't make sense to me, unless yeah, of course. The Act,
3: isn't the Resurrection Act, Resurrection Act? That's when he can use the military and he can round these piece uh, up, these thugs, these pedophiles. You can't just go, uh, you know, like in each state and round them up.
1: Well, I mean, the problem is there that you still need. Here's the thing. Whenever you arrest anybody for anything, you, you know, you need proof. And you need somebody who's going to prosecute it. And, and right now in the Attorney General's office, there ain't nobody. Uh, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. This is Terry in Nebraska. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Great, Terry. Thanks so much for calling. What would you want to say?
3: Hey, well, thank you. We appreciate you giving us a voice. You know, our voices are being uh now our First Amendment is kind of being strict for myself.
1: No, I know. But I,
3: I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget what I want to say, okay? So listen, give me. it's not long, but it's, it's kind of long, but not long. It just, so this is what I wrote down.
1: Okay, okay? Hey, I'm going to stop you right there because we literally have 12 seconds left and we have to go. So, uh, Terry, do me a favor. Email me that. Email me that. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll maybe read some of it on the air tomorrow. 855-765-1045. Listen, we I thought, I apologize. I didn't know it was going to be. Or open mic. I would have, yeah, open mic. Great idea. Thank you, Anna. Mm-hmm. Download the 104.5 WOKV mobile app. Tomorrow, we got some what the bleep. The latest. The latest on Trump impeachment 2.0. Looks like it's going to happen. And whatever else happens between now and then, we'll, uh, we'll keep you abreast of all that, too. Stay tuned for traffic weather news. Rush Limbaugh. It's all next. See ya.